Welcome to At Home with the Johnsons. I'm Michael. And I'm Kayla. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming service. Also, follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, At Home with the Johnsons. And on Instagram, at At Home W the Johnsons. And on Twitter, it's At Symbol Home W Johnsons. Make sure you follow and subscribe. That way you can keep up to date with any new content we have coming out. Hey, welcome back to At Home with the Johnsons. I'm Michael. And I'm Kayla. And this is going to be episode eight, year number five. Whoop, whoop. Hey, we made it. I know. We made it to year five. I didn't honestly think it was going to happen there for a little while. It was all Jesus. And my looks. Oh my goodness gracious. Just kidding. Sort of. All right. So we ended the last episode with kind of the... I guess the pit of our marriage. That was the complete like bottom of the bottom. And the incident I was thinking we had an extra one of was just the top golf thing. So really we don't have another like incident. Yeah. See, she just making a great <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was all just so traumatic. I don't even <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I guess really the the start of something changing was I guess really after that incident, like I realized I think it finally like dawned on me that like legit I could be looking at a divorce at age what? Twenty five. Twenty five, which 26. ten out of ten is not a good look, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. It would have been all right with me because I was, you know, didn't have any baggage. I'm just kidding. I love Kayla. I totally, totally do. Whoa, what was that face? I just we didn't put this on YouTube, son. These that would have been a good awful. time to be like, oh, you know, my family. I was gonna lose my family. <laughs> You're worried about your looks. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but like, I I feel like at that point, that's when I really like. I feel like if something didn't change, it, it was definitely kind of in the works there. Um, so, what do you feel like? Like after all that happened, what did you feel like though? What you mean? Like, what did you feel like? Like after that whole incident and we had to like pretty much every time there was an incident we had to restart and i feel like we always had to keep we had always had to restart i had to get over it and just forgive you so that we, we can move on so did you feel good about moving on this time or were you just kind of like um i think like everything else like i feel like everything else i feel like you know we would get past it not easily, but like I feel like Eventually. we'd argue about it for like a week, and then it'd be done with. Yeah, once we got our feelings out, and. But I feel like with this one, that was kind of like this was like a whole another like level of stupid that I did. So, this one I really feel like if I kept going on that path and pursuing things that I probably shouldn't have been pursuing, that like my family and my marriage really would have been gone. So I think that's where it kind of like the tick kind of started happening maybe i was just over it i didn't i didn't know what else to do other than pray about it honestly there no matter what i did he wasn't gonna see it no matter what i tried to show him he wasn't gonna see it he wasn't gonna even seeing me hurt the way that i hurt didn't i don't think did anything for him honestly as bad as that sounds because he wasn't in the right place to really even know how to deal with my feelings or what was really going on with him i think really i think really any other time that we had some issues like i really felt like it was your fault it was always my fault like i felt like 
I think I was so selfish and I was thinking you were holding me back on certain things or that you didn't want me to do certain things that I really thought all of it was your fault. And I think this time I really realized like, Hey, I straight up jacked up. Like, I don't feel like there was any, I like, I'm not saying like I pushed stuff on Kayla, like, like I'm tried to make her out to be the bad guy, but I really think like my mindset, I really truly believe that like, you were a terrible wife. Yeah. And you told me that all the time when he was. Yeah. Like I told her that. I told my friends that. Like, I would tell everybody that because, like, I guess when you're in that mindset and you really feel like you're the victim, like, you want to make other people feel bad for you, feel bad for you, or see your side of things when they didn't. But, anyways, that's the last episode. We got to get to this episode. Okay. We got to show how we've grown. Well, it's we haven't grown yet. Oh, at this point. Yeah, we're growing as we get through these episodes. <laughs> okay. So, at that point, you know, something needed to change. So, I started looking for different jobs. Um, and something like local actually freaking ended up coming up. And as we've kind of told you guys in the last podcast, like, or the other podcast, like, Verizon wasn't, like, all totally bad. Like, I did learn a lot of, like, leadership skills and, like, interviewing um, interviewing skills and certain things like that. So this new job came up. Um, I put in for it. I got called in to do a test and like they legit gave you a math test. And thankfully in school, if there was one subject I was halfway decent at, it was math. So I did good on the test. I think they picked like the top three who passed the test. And I remember like doing that test, like I had to lie to Verizon and tell them that I had a doctor's appointment when I actually yeah. drove to Westmoreland to take this test for this other job. And um, I legit got done with it with like 30 seconds left. <laughs> so I was like, crap. But I actually did really well. They called me in for an interview. I did really well on my interview. Uh, ended up getting this job. So I feel like that was that was a big step. like A big turning point. Yeah, that was a big turning point. And then not too long after that, like I kind of used that as like – let's start kind of shifting your life in a different direction because what you're doing is not working. Like, I feel like so long our marriage was argument, 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 argument that it was miserable. The bad outweighed the good. Yeah. So I feel like, like I really wanted to start making some changes. So Kayla had, you know, accepted some invites from some friends that were going to church already. And uh, Trout, you know, as we had talked about previously, he's, you know, he was a coach for me when I was in school. I came back and coached with him when I got out of school. And, like, he was in our wedding, like, which was kind of weird because he was, like, the only old guy. He wasn't and old? He was older than everybody else. <laughs> but he was in my groomsmen party. But he was always somebody that I, like, really looked to, really trusted. I, like, I love him to death to this day. Um, but they were, like, dead set on, like, getting us going to church. And Kayla kind of started going and jumped in a little bit before – you were fully there. I was fully there because there were a lot of Sunday mornings where Will's wife, Brandy would save me a seat and I would save Michael a seat and he just wouldn't come. So there was a lot of those Sunday mornings where I'd say like a handful where it was just an empty seat and I decided to keep praying that he would just come. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it was he wasn't trying to come. Um, and he was like, he would sleep in or, you know, we'd already be back by the time he even woke up and, it was just not really – he wasn't really there, ready to go. Like, I didn't I didn't see the importance of it at the time. Like, we grew up in church, but 
if I'm being real honest with you, like I don't recall like now that we've been going like consistently, consistently, which we'll get to that too. But I don't like I don't remember growing up like Jesus or like you know going to church or any of that stuff like truly helping because I saw like well you were a kid too right. so I mean but like I saw my mom go through marriage after marriage that was didn't work out and you know she religiously went to church so. I guess I just didn't see, like, I didn't see what would help us, per se, at the time. But anyway, so you were you were starting to go a little more consistently, and I remember, like, finally going, and I remember, you know, Trout was probably, like, one of the first people I saw when we got there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys, you know, they, you know, were very welcoming. You know, it, the church that we go to and, and, you know, that we went to at this time, like, it was very like open, like you didn't feel like you legit wear hats, jeans, jeans whatever you feel comfortable with, t-shirts. Like it was very come as you are. Um, so I, I absolutely love that. Um, but we'll, we'll get to a little more of that here in a second. But this this year, um, another thing kind of happened. Like <laughs> when I was growing up, Kayla had tattoos. So whenever we like were dating or married, I was like, "That's awesome!" Like she has tattoos. Like when I was growing up, okay, I don't have like a sleeve or like a teardrop on my eye or anything like that. I have one on my back from my best friend in high school passed away by a drunk driver. So I have her initials on my back about where your bathing suit would hit, and then I have a little heart on my foot. That was like my first tattoo when I was eighteen. You know, you always get something that's just kind of okay. I got my first tattoo. So now it was Michael's turn. He never had one before, so he finally got his first tattoo you're like 27 i don't know something like that 27 i was like dude if i had made it this far without one i probably wouldn't get one and i was like but once you start it's gonna be hard to stop (laughs) um yeah so when i when we were growing up like my mom was so freaking anti-tattoo like she tell me because i wanted to get one like real bad and really i don't really know why because none of my buddies had them it was probably that whole rebel thing. Yeah, I don't know. I always wanted one, and she always told me, she was like, if you come home with a tattoo, I'm kicking you out, which I don't really know if she would have. No. But I didn't want a chance. At, you know, I didn't want to <laughs> test the theory, so I just never did. Um, But at this point, like, I was like, hey, I'm already out of the house. I can do what I want now. <laughs> so um, I had saw this. Uh, it was a symbol. Um, it's like a G... God is greater than the highs and the lows. It's God is greater than the highs and lows. Yeah. And I was going to just do that, but I'm a big Tennessee guy too. And I decided to like kind of make my own. So I made like the state of Tennessee with Nashville skyline on top of it. And then I put the God is greater than the ups and downs in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I designed it and made it all my own. Mm-hmm. And the first one I wanted for some reason, like I wanted it on my rib cage. And I'll be honest, it, well, it didn't feel good, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. So, anyways, I got my first tattoo, so that was a huge, huge life milestone there. Also, hid it from his mom until about six (laughs) months ago. It's been like two years. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. (laughs) I'll get to that at at some point. That was pretty, uh, pretty humorous. Pretty great. Um, another thing, another cool thing happened. Like Case. So, for those of you who don't know, Case is not like my biological son. I guess is that the right word? Yeah. But, like, I've legit been in his life since he's two, so, like, I would, like, he is my son, pretty much. Um, so, if anybody asks, like, I was just say, like, my son or, you know, Case, whatever. So, at this point, like, Case, you know, is kind of in the 
stage of school where he's like drawing these little pictures here and there. And I never made it into like a stick figure person, but he came home one day and I have finally made it to a drawing. Oh, like his drawings would never have Michael in them. Yeah, <laughs> it was like his friends or baseball. I rarely or, even made or it. Or Kayla. Like I never made it into one. <laughs> so he came home with this one and it was us at the beach and me and him throwing football. And like oh, it was so some god awful looking little stick figures. Like <laughs> he cannot draw. I'm just kidding. I'm this one. He can draw now. At the time he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't draw, but he can draw a little better now. Um but anyways, it it was like I was I was touched. He was it Michael was like I think Put me in his picture. I he, took a picture of it, put it on Facebook, and everything. Yeah, I was psyched. I need to find that. I've got a picture of it. <laughs> like, that's how I found this. Um, another big thing happened this this year. So Kayla and I had thoughts for a long time that we wanted to like build our own house. So we ended up, we kind of went about it a little bit wrong. Like looking back, we, our timeline could have been a lot better. Yeah, like we, but it was our first time. We sold our first house and um, bought, not in this time frame, but we had at the point we were, I was like, you know, houses are going for like really good amounts right now. We should look into building, you know, da 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 And I had done some like, when I got out of school, like I was not a fan of school. So I flunked out Ball State you know, once or twice or three times. Um so I did some construction, like I did some drywall, did some concrete, some paint, some stuff like that. So, um, whenever, um, you jacked me up, dude. Whenever we got to the point of thinking about building, he oh, was yeah. like, well, I could do, you know, a lot of it. Yeah. I'm owner. I know the people that could help. Yeah. So during this time phrase though, we, we sold our house. Um, we were kind of looking for an apartment, but our in-laws offered to let us live with them. I love them to death, but 10 out of 10, don't recommend. Anybody that's lived with their in-laws or their own parents after, you know, being an adult with children, they all agree, don't do it. Yeah, it's not fun, but. It's just a, it's so different. But they did help us out. And a we didn't ton. Have to pay. Like, yes. I think we paid, like, the electric bill. Yeah, because they wouldn't let us pay rent or anything else. So, just because Michael worked with the electric company, we took over their electric bill. <laughs> yeah. So, 10 out of 10, um, don't recommend, but if they ever listen to this. Thank you. We appreciate it. Very we much. Love you guys. Uh, so anyways, we decided we were going to build our house. And generally, whenever you want to start this stuff, like you want to know what house you're building. And you want to get this ball rolling, right? Well, we sold, what like what month was it? It was getting close to the holidays. We sold our house in October of 2019. Yep. So we were getting like, I know I'm, I'm going to, this episode is going to not necessarily be in chronological order, order but i want to kind of hit on some things before we get to the fun stuff here where life actually starts to get a little better <laughs> so we had saw this house that we uh, i say we kayla liked it a whole lot more than i did yeah so we paid like a thousand dollars for these stupid house plans we get them and i'm like anxious about like building a house myself because i've never done it before so I'm like getting prices from other people just to maybe see if it'll work out and I don't have to do it. But the prices that we were getting were like outrageous, outrageous. You would think we were building like a half a million dollar house or something crazy. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't. Yeah. So I think it finally came down to like Kayla was like dead set on this house and I lo loved like the pole barn style looking house. So I kind of had to like talk her into it real hard. And we 
compromised in a way. I mean, it's not really what I started out with. And it's not fully what you started out with, but we compromised, especially like the inside. Yeah. So uh, what it really came down to is like Kayla and I, like one night I legit got a big piece of like graph Sketch paper. Sketchpad, yeah. And we legit just drew our own house plans. Mm-hmm. And that's what ended up happening. So we literally drew them out. Um, I found a dude in, I don't even remember where he was from, but normally like when people draw house plans, it's like super expensive, but these people like drew the plans and supplied like framing packages. So they drew our house plans for like $200 or something. Yeah. It was like 500 bucks. It was like super cheap. Um, so they actually drew up like the legit plans off of ours and, that's that we we got the house rolling at that point but we did we did have bad timing like it was a holiday time like we sold october so like you had thanksgiving christmas and new year's and then mining cases birthday like it was just like yeah like bang 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 everything was yeah. going um and i a little bit of this was on me like i was like let's get through the holidays and then we'll start rolling well and it snowed a lot it rained a lot so right. that didn't help anything yep but once the holidays got done, then you're in winter time, mm-hmm. so that like it, it took a lot longer than probably what it should have. So we bought our land right when we sold our house. Um, we bought five acres, about I would say six to ten minutes from our old house mm-hmm. here, um, and it killed me to leave our old house because there's just so. Even though there were a lot of bad memories, there were a lot of good memories, and I had you know Casey's hash marks measuring him as he got taller and. Um, but it went to a really sweet family, so that made me feel better that they got to make some memories in there before they sold it. Um, I just cared about that money. Um, so anyways, um, we really ended up trashing those house plans that we paid for. And we were going to use the new house plans, but we didn't really get all of it approved or do any of that until, because you have to get a building permit. We didn't get that done until like January, the beginning of February. I think we actually got our building permit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um yeah, so the house was starting to kind of take lift off. Um, but by the end of this year, which, you know, year five, a whole lot hadn't been done yet. So we'll hit on that a little more. Um, but I I guess kind of we're going to get to the part now where, like, I guess really our marriage kind of started to turn around a little bit. Um, so I talked about, like, starting to go to church and, like, getting in there. But Taylor and I, once we started going, like, we wanted to like get involved, do things. So we started serving. Um, and I really like believe Jesus like put us in, in places where he knew things would start moving. But a lot of the people that I started serving with, like they were just the people that I needed to be around. Um, prior to this too, I had started having some kind of, uh, anxiety type issues. Um, some stuff I just still don't understand it. It's weird, but um, I know like once we started serving, um, we, we kind of started to develop this friend group a little bit. And I remember going out to eat one night with them and, uh, it was very small group. Yeah, it was a little small group thing we were doing. And I remember going out to eat and like, we sit down at the table and I don't know what happened to me, but like, I was starting to like trip out. Like have a panic attack and like, we didn't even got our food yet. So we really hadn't been there but like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Like I had already ordered my food and then like this hit and I was like, and whenever that's happened to me for some reason like food's always around i don't really know why but like i like lost my appetite and i was like i've got to get up and go so i just like went outside and walked around while they all ate and i don't know it was was 
terrible. It could, and it was so out of nowhere. Like everything was fine and everybody was like cutting up, talking to each other. And just like out of nowhere, you just kind of looked like you did, something wasn't right. When I looked up at you, it was like something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was, that was not fun. And I still deal with some of that crap now. So uh, that's a, um, we'll give updates on that whenever anything gets freaking done. Uh, anyways, back to, back to the good stuff. So, you know, we, we started hanging out with these people and, you know, they were good influences on us as opposed to anything we had really had prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, like super good people all around us. And, um, I remember we had a, uh, in that same small group, I remember it was close to new year and we were doing a bucket list, not a bucket. Well, I guess it was a bucket list, but it was like a new year's resolution type yeah. thing. And, um, I remember having on there like wanting to coach like a wanting to win a state championship because at that point I was still wanting to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. I remember like putting on there wanting to like coach and coach and win a state championship and meeting Peyton Manning and like just random crap that I wanted to do at the time. I wanted to I put on there remember I put on there wanting to swim in water that you could actually see through. Yeah. Hey, we accomplished that this past summer. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I still wanted to see that, like, real nice Turquoise-y, yeah. You know, you see in the pictures that are extremely filtered, probably. <laughs> but I want to I wanna swim in that. But anyway, so I remember writing on that bucket list that I wanted to preach a youth service. And that had kind of come from when I was growing up. My brother, he, you know, kind of announced his calling to preach. And he had preached a couple times at the church that we attended when we were growing up. Um, and I remember like seeing him preach and I would go and this is when I was doing stupid stuff all the time. So, um, I remember being like, man, I like, I feel called to do that. And I, I like, I'd always feel that tug, but I'd be like, eh, you know what? I, I'd much rather party with my friends and do the stupid stuff that I was doing. So, um, you know, I never stayed consistent, never tried to change my life around, but I remember having that on my bucket list and it was just, you know, something I had sent to all the guys. It was the, um, Small group. Small group that we were doing. So, And I remember um, one of our associate pastors at church, Travis, he had, he said something. He was like, you know what? We, we might be able to make that happen. And I was like, what? Like, legit? <laughs> like, I was pumped after he kind of said that. So, Yeah, I remember you told me, like, really, like, immediately. Yeah, like, I was, I was really excited with that. But, you know, at that point, I was still kind of, I'd say I was kind of, you know, half in, half out, like, I was loving these new friends and stuff that we were making. And I, I really wanted to see that change, but you know, I, I still here and there, I'd probably go drink and play beer pong and stuff like that. Um, but I'd say, you know, really when, when things started to change, like that small group, when it really started to kind of, that was the first one we did. Yeah. It was just like the first meeting. Like yeah. we were, it lasted for six weeks, I think. So that was mm-hmm. just like, we had already missed the first week and we had signed up in time to get to the second week. So we were only just like two or three weeks in at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember like we did another whole, it was a different small group. Yeah. Trout had signed up to host a small group and Trout, like our whole relationship, like, like I, I love him to death. So keep that in mind. But anytime I would do something with him, like even when we were coaching, like he would be the head coach, but he'd be like, instead of me doing this, you do this. He's a good delegator. He, yeah, he's a real good <laughs> delegator. So he signed up to host this small group, but right after he dis- figured out that I was going to do it with him, he kind of, he we'll just say delegated. Yeah. He delegated that off to me. Um, and I'll be honest, like that was, that was something that was really awesome that 
you needed it. You just didn't know you needed it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I that gave me the chance to kind of really study something, really, you know, get into some content. And it started with a, a, a Christian movie that had just come out. It was based around I think football, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so we all went and watched that. And then we ended up like, it was like a four or five week thing, but we hosted that and I got to like host it and ask the questions and talk about certain things. And, you know, it turned into a lot of testimonies and a lot of stories and it, it was just a really, really good time. But a lot of the people that were in that, like we're super, super good friends with now. And that was just a, I think really kind of an eye opening thing. Like it, we really started to see some changes there. And then, um, Travis, you know, I was telling you about the bucket list thing. He actually asked me to preach, and that was in October, I think. And I remember, like, a lot of the messages that I've done have been, like, the topics have been, like, something that I really struggled with. So I felt like that was kind of like a God message to me. So the first one that I ever preached was, it was titled, the series was called Influencer. Mm-hmm. And as we like, you know, Kayla had mentioned it last episode, like a lot of those people I was hanging out with were like, and I love all those guys still, but terrible kind of influences. And, and it wasn't necessarily them. It was just what they were doing. And I wanted to do it better than them. Um, so that first series was called Influencer. And that really gave me like a chance to go in and talk to these students and, you know, tell them a little bit of my testimony. And, and if I'm being real honest with you, not go up there and just be like the the Christian great guy because I wasn't at that point really to be honest with you. Um, a real give them the opportunity to firsthand hear someone's story that it really affected their life and it really was real. Like it was real. It wasn't something that you know that they hadn't experienced themselves. He really, truly, obviously, we both did experience it, live it, and get through it. Yep. Um, so a lot more of that stuff like happened as time's gone on, like just weird messages that I've gotten that were like, it was like Jesus being like, yo, like research this, talk about this, share your story. Like, I don't know. It, it's just crazy how a lot of that stuff's worked. And I don't know, like just thinking about it now, it, it's awesome to think back on. Um, but I remember another thing too, like um, Pastor David at our church, he decided to do like an apprenticeship program, which was, essentially like a, a communications class and we had had a, a meeting and they were like you should you should try to do this and i did and it was man it was awesome um just getting to like be with some different people and uh you know build those connections and, and just learn how to communicate better and honestly man like it's just it's just been like crazy like to see where we were to you know kind of where things are starting to go now yeah um but we'll get to the apprenticeship program a little more. Uh, <laughs> what kind of started, I guess, we'll get to that. I'm going to let you tell the Bolinelli story here in a minute. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but I know as stupid as this is, like, what really got me connected in with a lot of those guys? Like, my when we were growing up, my brother was, like, a huge gamer. And then I guess when I got married, like, Kayla was getting on my nerves for that. Like I said, like, not necessarily her, but, like, where I was thinking everything was her fault. Like, I would run and go play PlayStation for hours just to get away from her. So, when I first, I, like, I remember it was, like, one of those first couple meetings we had. But a bunch of the guys, they had played, they were playing Fortnite all the time, which it was all the pastors at the church. And they were like, Mike, you want to play Fortnite? And I was like, eh, game's stupid. 
but anyways, so I got on, uh, and I decided to start playing with him. And like, I really feel like that was like a huge like connection piece for us. Like that was a huge thing. I like building those relationships and it was as dumb as it was like Fortnite, but God will use whatever he needs to use to hey, get you connected. I tell you though, Kayla used to get real mad at me for playing PlayStation all the time prior to <laughs> having these people, but now I can play in whenever. And she's like, oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> so I don't know what that's all about. But um, here's a little funny story. I'll let Kayla tell this because it was hilarious. But we had this small group one night, and then you want to you wanna tell the story? Yeah, so this is the same small group that we were talking about. Um, we were in small group, and it was – Five other couples, I think, maybe six. Um, and we were we went bowling. Um, at the end of each small group, we tried to do, like, one big dinner together. So the second one, we're like, we'll go bowling green and eat, and we will go um, bowling. So we were bowling, and you know how the seats are back-to-back because you're pretty close to the people behind you in the next lane. So we smelled something awful, and it was a bunch of teenagers. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Brandy and Will were in this with us, okay? So, Brandy starts gagging. She was like, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. It's so bad. And I was like, oh, my gosh. These high school kids over here have just, like, something has died. Like, it smells so bad. What in the world have they done? Like, they need to go to the bathroom and check. Like, it was that bad. And then, like, we're all just like, oh, my gosh, we can't breathe. We can't breathe. And so, like, 30 minutes goes by and the game ends. And we're going outside to all head to our vehicles. And we're all telling each other bye and how we had fun and we need to do this again. And Michael's like, oh, by the way, that was me, not the high school kids. Oh, my gosh. It was so hilarious, but it smelled so awful. Like, top ten worst smells I've ever smelled my whole entire life. (laughs) (laughs) We had ate at Chewy's before that. Yes, it was Chewy's. Oh, gosh, which didn't help anything. Oh, yeah. That Mexican food mixed with bowling just... Just does something special for you. Oh gosh! I remember like it. I did it, and it smelled so bad. And <laughs> and the people, of the high school kids, smelled it too. So they were thinking it was us, which it was Michael. And then we were thinking it was them because they're high school kids, and we just surely no adult would just let and rip like that in the public. We were wrong. Oh, uh, Michael so was so calm the whole time. Um, I was like, Brandy's they, like, Michael, did you do that? And he's like, no, really didn't. No, they, I was like, them kids back there must have killed it. <laughs> and Brandy was like gagging, like legit. I thought she was about to throw up. I was dying. Like, I remember like sometimes when I like, if I get to laughing real good, like I like legit, my eyes start watering and I could not stop. Like it was so freaking funny. Um. So anyways, yeah, that was a fun story. And then towards the end of this year is when the crap hit the fan. COVID nineteen. Uh, yeah. But before that, I know we're not going in chronological order. Um, in February of twenty nineteen, we had a big. Oh yeah. Um. So, Kason was going to his dad's house every other week. That was our schedule. Um, we were getting along pretty well. We pretty much figured out a way to communicate and not, you know, beat each other's throats. So we were doing pretty well, I felt. Um, and I was, I texted him, can I come get Kaysen 30 minutes early on this Sunday? We were going to do a Super Bowl party at someone's house, um, someone from church. And he was like, yeah, sure, you know, come on over, whatever. So I come over and I get Kaysen. And I remember he like just didn't look super well. Um, I can tell you just, he was either stressed out. He had another child at the time. He was trying to get her ready for her mother to come get her. 
Um, so he was just, you know, running around, grabbing clothes and getting kids ready. Um, and he was, I said, okay, Case, let's go. And I was like, are you sure this is okay? And he was like, yeah, it's fine. It's no big deal. Um, Chloe, which is Kason's younger sister, her mom will be here in just a little bit anyways. It's fine. I'll tell him I love him and that I'll see him on Wednesday. And Kason was already headed to the car in the driveway. I was like, Kason, go back and give your dad a hug and tell him you love him. Hindsight, I'm so happy I did that because I didn't know it, but that was going to be the last time that either of us saw him um, because he ended up passing away later that week. Um, so we lost Kason's dad, and that was that, – that, life changed right there that rocked us pretty hard um i knew they had sent him to vanderbilt on a monday and um it's almost all just a blur as bad as that sounds looking back on it just because it was very traumatic and i mean kyle and i didn't always get along um but we did try to do the best we could especially there at the end once we finally got things figured out and i mean i've known him since i was a 15 year old at this time i was 25 26 27 something like that um so Throughout the week, his mom was keeping me updated on how he was doing. And um, once we realized that there was nothing else the doctors could do, um, I left work and I just, I had to stop and just sat in, there's a hallway from work to, um, before I go downstairs to get to my vehicle and I stopped in that bathroom and I just sat on the floor and just cried. Like I couldn't even like get myself off, off the floor because I knew that I had to go home and tell my seven-year-old that his dad was gone. And it's like, there's no right words to do that and I was texting Michael and I was like I feel like I can't even breathe like I just need you were you already off work or you took off because I remember you were that you picked Kaysen up you're like do I need to pick Kaysen up and I was like yeah just try to act normal because I didn't I didn't I wanted to talk to Michael and I was like how are we gonna tell him like how am I gonna do this like I can't even stop crying and I'm like I can't even look at him because I know I'll break down and I need to hang tough for a couple minutes just to get the words out but there's no way like I Googled, I Googled, how do you tell a child? How do you have a child grieve? How do you do all these things? And I was just like, this can't even be real. Like, this is so unfair. Why? Like questioning God, like, why did you do this? Why did you take him? Why do I have to tell my seven-year-old that his dad's gone? Like, why? Like, I was so, so mad at God. And so like, why? And also just trying to hurry up and get home so that way I could be with Michael so he could help me. So that way we could tell Kaysen. Um, and it just was like the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. So we ended up sending him down. That was a Thursday. We ended up sending him down that night and just telling him. It was awful. So awful. Uh, we all just sat there and cried together. Um, I think me and Kaysen did it was off. Michael went and got us supper. I think he went to Taco Bell because that's what Kaysen wanted. Um, it was just awful. Completely awful. And... Kaysen hadn't really lost anybody, so that was his first loss, and it was his dad on top of that. So then I had to explain to him what a funeral was, and it was just the worst few days of my life. Like, I would never wish that on anybody. It's awful, and you're hurting for yourself, and you're also hurting for your kid, so it's just hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean – I mean, I, that's definitely something, like, I'll always remember, like, having to sit him down. Because, like, I think you you broke down, mm -hmm. like, pretty quick. So, I had, I mean, I don't, I don't guess I had to, but I had to kind of, like, talk Help. more than. Yeah. I don't know, like. Because he was playing around, and he was like, hey, Mom. And I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, 
I felt so guilty all week because see, typically he would have went to his house on that Wednesday. And I said, well, daddy's sick. I didn't want to tell him that he was in the hospital on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I didn't want him worrying about it at school and I didn't want to stress him out. So I just told him on Wednesday, you know, you're not going to dad's this Wednesday. Um, he's not feeling well. So you're just going to stay with us for a little bit longer. And he was like, okay, well, I hope he gets to feeling better. And I was just like, oh gosh. But I mean, I, I didn't feel like, I'm trying not to cry. I didn't feel like I could tell him at seven that, you know, he's been in the hospital all week and, you know, I didn't tell you. So. Yeah. And I, I remember like, um, you know, right there before he passed, um, Frida had text and was like, ask Case if you if he wants to come down here. <clears throat> and I think we asked him, but he. he no. I thought we did. No. Huh. Because I knew that he had a tube down his throat and I didn't want. That's right. That's right. That was on that Wednesday when they pretty much knew that he wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to make it. And I didn't want Kaysen's last memory to be that. So. Yeah. Um, and I hope I don't regret that later. Like, I hope he's not mad at me later for that. But I didn't want that to be like his last memory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think we, I mean, I think we handled it the best way we could. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no script for that because that's never something. I don't know. That's kind of like one of those things like you go through life and you hear of things happening to people and you're like, Oh, that'll never happen to me. That's like one of those things that like other people probably would hear and be like, you know, thank God that's never happened to me, nor, you know, that would never happen to me. It's almost like you're in your own, you're in your own bubble, but you don't realize you're in your own bubble until something happens. You're like, Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially his dad, like he was 28, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that was, that was definitely a, a rough time. Um, and I will say, you know, if Case ever does go back and listen to this or, you know, anybody else, Case handled it like a whole lot better than I think I would have. Oh, yeah. Like. And I think that's just the way that we delivered it and the way that we just, we literally didn't leave the house. And he was doing basketball at the time. So he had basketball that Friday night. And I just assumed like. Yeah, we're just not going to do that. I'm not going to make him go do things. I don't want him to be out on the court and break down, and then I can't get to him. I just didn't want to put him in that position. And I think it's the way we delivered it, we did well. And I think that the way that we worded things and how we were just there for him. Like, we literally cried on the couch with him till we all fell asleep. So, it was just, I think as a family, that brought us even closer together. And I'm much closer now with his family than I ever thought that I could be. Yeah. And so are you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't, I never had issues with him per se, but I, I guess it was the whole, like, you've had a baby with him. Like, I don't know. Like, I even think, like, a lot of times to myself, like, maybe had I have maybe tried to be friends with him or tried to connect with him, maybe things would be different. I, I guess that's just how any anytime something, right anytime something happens like that you always think of like you know what could you have done but i don't know i mean since that's happened like and you know back to what i was saying like case handled it like i thought extremely well i mean there was yeah. there were times like he'd, he'd break down randomly which granted any kid yeah. would, but and we expected that i mean and we just 
we just, it came in waves and we just handled it as we could. And, you know, we all did the funeral together. We did, you know, really just having to make those tough decisions. Like, do you let him see him at visitation? Do you not like be his mom, but also because I still in a way felt like I had to protect him because he was so young, but also don't make him do anything that's going to make him uncomfortable. He knows enough at, at seven to know, yes, I want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. So, um, he, he's such a good kid. He, he just did super well. And, um, he didn't, he didn't want to do visitation. Yeah. And I knew that he wasn't going to want to. So, um, we didn't really do that, but, uh, we did all the funeral services and then, um, he got a bunch of stuff he got to take home that people had sent to the funeral home for him and his sister. Um, so it, he, he did really well. He did better than I did. I, it was, I was a hot mess. I couldn't even like, it was a hot mess. Yeah. I mean, that, that was definitely a rough time, but, and not only that, but like life changed. Like, cause at this point case was with us a week and with him a week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at this point, like we're full-time parents now. I mean, like, you know, we were anyway. Like he's but with like, us twenty four seven now. He, yeah, right. So and we've got to get him. And I knew it was going to be hard because he knew when it was time to go over there. So I knew it was going to be hard. A to see if he still wanted to go, which in my heart, no, in case, and I knew he wouldn't want to go over there without him being there. And I knew it would take him a long time to adjust um, to going back to his grandparents' house with his dad not being there. Um, but I also knew that it was going to be good for him to see his grandparents. Um, and I wanted to give them their space to mourn and to grieve. And so that way um, they didn't miss out on being able to do that for themselves. Um, it was just, it was so hard, but yeah, he, he was with us full time. Um, so that was an adjustment too, because he was used to going over there. So mm-hmm. it was hard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was, that was definitely, definitely rough. And, I don't know. I mean, he, how is he now? Like, he don't, I don't feel like he. I feel like he doesn't really like, he never really was crazy about going to his gravesite to see him. We tried that out. And then the more we did it, the more he was just kind of like, I would take him on Sundays after we got out of church for about a month straight. And then he was just kind of like, I don't, I don't, it's, he said, it's just a stone. And I was like, oh, cut me in the heart. But he, there for a while, he brought him up a whole lot. He still does now every once in a while, but it's not as often. But I feel like he's just like at peace with it as he can be for his age. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I'd say he's good. Yeah, it's just hard. Kayla's getting emotional over here. Understandable, though. Understandable. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was... That was definitely a, a huge life life changing event, um, and I'm sure you know as he gets older, you know other things are going to come up, and and I dread the I dread the days when he gets to be a teenager and I get on to him. He's like, "You're not my dad." <laughs> I, I know it's coming, it's coming, but I'm gonna hold the fort down. Just kidding, just kidding. He's gonna uh, be a good kid, but Don't worry. it'll happen eventually. It'll happen. Um, but no, I mean that that was that was definitely huge, and not to you know just skip by. I mean that was that was definitely a big event. So thankfully, it 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 did. You know, he he coped with it better than I would say most kids would. Oh, for sure. Not to like say anything bad about other kids, but like I don't know. I, I just feel like if I was in those same 
shoes and I, I wasn't like real close with my dad growing up due to some issues, but I would have been probably tripping. Um, but anyway, so we kind of hit on it right before we got off on that. But at the end of this year was when COVID kind of started happening. So I think if I remember correctly, like February, January, February, you know, we heard about COVID in what, China? Yeah. And, you know, everybody was like, hey, you know, shut the border down. Don't let it over here. And now it's here. So it ain't going anywhere. Um, you remember the manic, like, grocery shopping? Like, everybody oh, had to get yeah. the I had to get the toilet paper. <laughs> toilet oh, paper gosh. shortage. Um, but, you know, at this point, we're living with in-laws. So I don't guess it really affected us yet. Like, we got it in July. No. End of June. End of June. But we'll get into that next episode because uh, that's year six, <laughs> technically. Um, but no, I mean, you know, COVID kind of hit and that changed a little bit on the construction side for housing. Thankfully, with ours, like... We really got lucky. Yeah, we really. timed it pretty well because, um, like, lumber prices and all this other stuff started to go up. But... Um, I guess that's that's kind of it on this one. I guess we can wrap this episode up. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No. I will say I'm so, so thankful for our little group that we have now because small group because of church. And it's crazy. Every time we take a group picture, which is not very often, but there's a lot. I mean, it's it's five or six families and everybody has two kids or more. Um, so actually, everybody has two kids. Um, so except for us, but, um, it's crazy to look back. We just took a picture about two weeks ago. We did a little Tennessee balls game here, like, um, watch party kind of thing. And it's crazy to look back at the picture. And it's like, we never would have had these relationships had we not been invited to church. Had we not, you know, done small groups, had we not, you know, kept putting ourselves, sometimes in small groups, you have to talk about things that are uncomfortable. And had we not continue to do that to help make us and our relationship better um, with each other and with God, I mean, we wouldn't have these people. So I don't know if they even realize how much they changed the projection of our lives and Kaysen's life. And, you know, they were, they were there for us, um, during all that. And it, it was a hard time. And I just, and they're still here for us through every little thing. And anytime one of us is sick or, need something, you know, I can bring you food. I can bring you this, you know, they're just, they're the greatest. And I, there's no one else I would rather be spending our life and growing our kids up with and yep. all that stuff. Yeah. Legit. Um, before we end, I think the only other thing I'd want to hit on, you know, I started the episode with saying, you know, at one certain point when I didn't want to go to church, like I didn't see the need. I didn't see how it would help. Like, for any other couple that ever listens to this that's going through like marriage problems, like it, it legit will change your life. Like, and I say it, uh, like a relationship with Jesus Christ will a hundred percent change your life. Like I remember we had, um, Kayla got on this kick about going to counseling and I 10 out of 10 was not about going to counseling, but <laughs> she had, um, messaged Angie, our pastor's wife about, having us in counseling with David and um I remember like we us going to counseling and he pretty much told us like he can help us on the spiritual side but 
we would probably need to go see somebody else for like the marital side. So I don't know whether that meant it was bad or he just didn't know what to do on that. But um, like I remember him offering like for the church to pay for it, which I, I thought was an, a freaking awesome gesture. Um, but in all honesty, like we never did marriage counseling. Like we literally just started to seek Christ like Kayla did. I did. Individually. And then, you know, we were at church together, together and small groups together, together. and Together, um, together. Yeah, like together, together. Gotcha. And it just... It's just so life changing. And like if somebody had told me, you know, even the year before we got really plugged in and started serving and having these relationships with other people that this was going to happen, I would have been like, no way. There's it's it's really not. But I think even though it hurt really bad and it sucked really bad to have the whole thing happen with him at the girl's house and whatever. I know hindsight, we needed to be at ground zero to be to be able to be where we are now. But I mean, it's still not perfect right now, but I mean, nothing's ever going to be perfect. <laughs> it's dang near. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we do, we do get to enjoy more just because of what we've learned and what we um, try to be better every day than we were the day before. Um, hey, don't tell them everything yet. Okay. We've still got another couple episodes. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying I'm grateful for everything we had to go through to get here because it was worth it. True to it. Moral of the story. Jesus. Is the way. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have not rated the podcast yet, go freaking rate it. Write Subscribe. something. Subscribe. Review Follow. It. Watch it. Listen to it. Can't watch you it. You can't watch it. But <laughs> just picture Kayla and I on a beach in some chairs talking on a microphone. With the palm trees swaying in the back. Boom. Just visualize it in your head. Set the tone. Set it. But for real, rate it. And if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, like it. Like it because we're going to start utilizing that a little more in the future when we get to the next season uh, when we're going to start having some more couples on with us. Uh, but, anyways, that's all I've got. Thank you for listening. Peace out. <laughs>